and we're live. Welcome to the Bondi Lines World Cup market update. And gee whiz, it's been an eventful couple of days. None more so than the big boil over in the East, with the hometown favourite being toppled by a nearby behemoth, uh, which we'll get to later. But to start, we'll go through the 16 and the games so far in chronological order. It opened with Coogee Beresford. Any surprises for you there, Callum, with Coogee Pav 3,122 votes, beating Beresford 1,428? Any surprises? No, exactly as expected. What was that, a 66% vote to Pav? Like, yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't really see Beresford. I mean, we did speak about Beresford a bit more of a broad appeal, but mm. yeah, it was, um, I think, the odds. The odd, tab, tab predicted that one quite well, and people who got to Pav early, but I think it got nice better at a dollar twenty before shooting into a dollar oh five quite right before the uh the polls went up. Yeah, I think uh you're right. It did, a lot of money came late. Uh, yeah. so when it yeah, it jumped at about a dollar ten, uh, even though it started opening at a dollar twenty five. And I think within the first uh five minutes of the voting, gee whiz, it was you know, it was I think it was suspended markets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no yeah. bets being taken live. Yeah, so good on you if you got on Pab and Dollar Twenty Five. Bit unfortunate for Beresford. I think they're a venue that could go deeper if given a different draw. Uh, but I think they're still a few legs away from ever winning the cup. But uh, there's always next year. Next up was Warfy Universal. Now this one we we had a bit of a conversation about this and the value for Universal. Mm. But no, the strength for Warfy two thousand six hundred twelve plays one thousand six hundred forty five. So not as dominant as Coogee Pav versus Beresford, but still a very oh, dominant win. Extremely dominant, way uh, more dominant than than I think most punters expected because there was a little bit mm. of money coming in for for Universal and yeah, um, yeah. I, I liked it. I, I even had some money on it myself. Um, mm. Well, it was and good it was, value four fifty. I think after I think after our recording, it it also went in off the back of your comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wharf shot out, but not too high. I think the most you get off on Wharf is about a dollar twenty eight at one point. Um, but where yeah, are never, those where are those Wharf photos coming from? I mean, I guess it's just uh, astounding. Well, I think it's, that there's such a North presence in these votes. Well, I'm I'm less surprised at the North vote. I'm more surprised. I didn't realize Wharf would be so regarded. I, I I was convinced that Stain was the pinnacle venue in the north. For Wharf to clearly be the pinnacle venue in the north, I'm I'm stunned by. And I think you know this this final sixteen has gone to show that yeah, it wasn't just the pool stage in comparison to the other north venues. It's outright seen as a, an excellent venue, so earns its place in the quarters comfortably. But yeah, I'm I'm also on the, by the same token surprised with the softness for Universal. Um, I think the people, especially the people we speak to that go there, they love Universal. So it just didn't really reflect in the voting. It mustn't be as widely known as we we think it is. Well, yeah, and it, it's, it just should be. I mean, it's the only venue yeah. in Sydney open at 5 a.m. I mean, now that the Abercrombie is open, you've got another option. But yeah. fuck, it feels like everyone ends up there at some point. So, yeah, it's surprising yeah. that um, they got yeah smashed by Wharf, which you would think – has much less broad appeal than Universal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, no, yeah, but to be yeah. fair, Universal's been weak. The has underperformed. I think the whole the whole tournament yeah. so far. It only it really only scraped through, and a different draw. I think it could have been knocked out a lot earlier. Yeah, I think there's going to be a a few conversations. I think in the off season, um, 
about what they do with that. I think using that upstairs space, getting some more broad appeal is probably their best best shot at winning it. But by the same token, their eyes are, I don't think, are on uh, the World Cup. I think they, the equivalent for them is like like the Euros. Uh, World Pride <laughs> is probably their priority. So um be interested to see how they how they um, strategize around it. <laughs> but yeah, very soft this, this season. Next up. Now, we actually lost a bit. As well, the Bocky TAB lost a bit of money on this, having Bunglo mm. not as the favourite. Bunglo got over the top of Argyle, and to be honest, never looked in doubt. Two thousand six hundred ninety-one votes plays two thousand and eighteen for Argyle. Yeah, it happened. Now, still, I, as I said, I I would have been backing Bungalow of anyone, but I thought Argyle deserved to be favourites. But I think Argyle, we didn't, we didn't really get a, a sense of Argyle this tournament. They came up against Ivy, lost clearly, which I think no one was surprised by. Then all we saw was this head to head, and they went down. But it's hard to know if it, you know, who if they were playing, say Marley, how they'd perform. But this is a it's a soft result for Argyle. Yeah, I think it's disappointing for Argyle. I, th- I think they would have liked to see themselves go a bit further in this first iteration. I think they'll come back stronger next year. Um, mm. But yeah, TAB lost a lot of money on. I think that was the the market that they've lost the most money on so far this tournament, um, with a fair few people taking up on Bungalow. A few bets on Bungalow to win outright, whose odds have shot in as well. And Bungalow mm. at the moment performing really well in their semi-final pool. So they're going to be one pool. of the quarter pool. in the quarter pool. So they're going to be one of the mm. the four venues remaining by the looks of things. So yeah, yeah, Bungalow definitely uh, holding holding very strong and holding true to what we've seen this year, really, and being just a, a dominant venue for a lot of different ages. So it does it does make sense that they've come on top there um, in hindsight. It does, in hindsight. And yeah, what are they paying? They were paying $50 uh, to win pre uh, pre that Argyle contest. And they're still up very high. So yeah, they're, they're great value to win outright. So worth worth a look if you like Bungalow, I would dare say. Um, next up, Marley Strawberry Hills. Bit of a whitewash, Marley. 2,933 Strawberry Hills. Since then, a chance, 1,054. And you got pretty good money for Marley. I think you were backing Marley at $1.20. Sure was, and um, yeah, managed to make up a, a few losses on on Universal. I only had a little play on Universal, so managed to claw some of that back. Uh, but it was a shame because it was the Universal was the only leg in that multi um, of Bungalow, Marley, and Universal to come off, and I think that was paying uh, around about twelve dollars. So it was a shame to not have Universal come off there. But yeah, Marley yeah. was always going to win that, and I think um, I think yeah, Strawberry Hills. I mean, you, you spoke about having being quite central and having quite a, a broad pool there, but yeah, no, I don't think it was ever going to win that. Yep. Uh, then, well, this, oh. we're going to take a bit of time on this because this is the talking point of the tournament so far. Yep. Highly anticipated, drew a lot of interest from, I think, all around Sydney, not just pundits, not just people who attend the venue, but everyone watch this either from afar or very closely, and we're very invested in it. It was Sheaf playing Beach Road. Now, let's set the scene here. Market odds had Beachy at $1.60, Sheaf at two twenty. Prior to this game, Beach Road was $7 to win outright the tournament, Sheaf $26 to win outright the tournament. I'd also go further and say Beach Road going in to this tournament were the favourites. They were paying, I think it was something like 290 outright to win. Big favorites, hometown backing, won the People's Choice by a country mile earlier in the year. They were toppled in one of the most gripping battles you will see. 
How? What did you make of it? Because it wasn't a yo-yo, was it? It was a, a real... Chief seemed to just have their claw on the on the poles all day, and they took until the last 10 yards to yeah. make their dash home. It was gripping. Yeah, I, it, it was exciting to sit back and just see the votes just constantly stay within 10 or 20 of each other. Mm. Whenever Beach Road got, you know, 30 or 40 ahead, Sheaf would just get 30 votes out of nowhere and be back to even. Um, and the, the most surprising part for me was, I think it was about... 9 p.m. and all of a sudden checking the polls and Sheaf had jumped ahead by 40. Mm. Um, and I think there was some in-house work there from Solitel, larger larger mm. corporation. Um, and I think it was a, a strategy to to hold on to 50 of their in-house hospitality workers to hold off, lead Beach Road into a bit of comfort with a little bit of a lead, and then pounce in the last minute. Um, and Beach Road had no response, which which is a great play. And he's, he's, I think there's a, a bit of etiquette here, but uh, etiquette is this is absolutely fine. If you're if you're a behemoth hospitality firm, you you should be disseminating this as far and wide as you can to get the votes. Because at the end of the day, it's just at the margin. If you if you are trying to disseminate, it won't determine the result. But in these tight battles, this is where it actually matters. Yep. So I, I hope that's what happened because the fact that they did it, they deserve the win. <laughs> but I'm I, yeah, this the strategy though, as you said to. I don't think any other venues thought of this this strategy, which is hold those cards late, get make it make a, a venue complacent. Because yeah, Beach Road were, I think they started out at fifty six percent, it clawed back to 53, 50, oh. 51, 50, 51. But they they were never behind no. until yeah until about nine thirty when you clicked up and holy shit, sheep for ahead. It was it was absolutely gripping. And in, in the end, yeah, what they won by. 36 votes. Jeez. Yeah, out of out of nearly 5,000 allotted. That is so tight. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I'm just, I'll be really interested in, yeah, seeing more demographics on who was voting for each venue because it's a really interesting one. Mm. Um, and yeah, would have thought Beach Road would have won this quite comfortably with about 60, 65% of the votes. But well, yeah, I why, yeah. Why, why I is she getting you, these votes? Is it is it the young market for Sheaf Wednesdays? I don't know. Well, objectively, Sheaf, they're quite they are quite similar venues, Detroit mm. and Sheaf. Like in terms of beer garden, very big, multi-layered slash levels. Um, one's in Double Bay, very prominent suburb. The other's in Bondi, very prominent suburb. So they're very like for like venues. Um, I thought I thought Beach Road would just have more of that local feel and appeal, so people gravitate to it. Whereas Sheaf's got more of the it's more mainstream, so you don't. I didn't think as many people would love the Sheaf, but we've talked about Sheaf a lot in the past. It's very polarizing. A lot of people mm. either love it or hate it. It seems though, from about a year ago, it was very bipolar. It seems these votes are basically saying that no, like most people just really like the Sheaf, which. They should. Yeah. It's great. Like the venue is phenomenal. Um, it's very reliable. But so I, I can't just be the young vote. I think there's a all I reckon all a massive chunk of that double bay area and all the surrounding suburbs like Pado and so on. I reckon they've just thrown in for the sheep. And then and then you think all of Sydney, they don't go to Bondi. Yeah. So they they probably would have gone to well, not probably, but they're more likely to have gone to the sheep. So if you get that big pocket of inner city, inner east, you get broader Sydney, it leaves Beach Road short, short of votes because they're really just relying on 
the locals. And to be fair, and if you, when you put it that way, they got, you know, they, they basically get all the local vote. <laughs> yeah. But just were short of, of numbers elsewhere. And they come up against, it's just an interesting, they come up against Oak there, Beatro trounced them. But Schieffer just got a got a big body behind them in that beer garden the Wednesday night, the entertainment offering, and it got it got them home. And I think they're one of the few venues that can beat Beach Road. That's why it was so tantalizing because there's only so many venues that can beat Beach Road. Mm. So to see Sheaf, a local rival, get it done was just gripping. Um, and I, I certainly didn't anticipate it. No, neither did I. And- yeah, I think you commented on it um, before we went into the round of 16 and Sheaf does have a bigger name outside of the eastern suburbs bubble. And I, and mm. I think it was a lot more people recognising the name Golden Sheaf and going, mm. like, what the fuck's Beach Road? Mm. And because our followers are so much more dispersed around Sydney now, mm. it, 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 yeah, it does make sense that a lot of those people, whether it be down south, up, up in the inner city suburbs, out west, choosing cheap sheep over Beach Road because they recognise it. And they've probably been to it before. Yeah. So I would say a lot of those, a lot of the people in Double Bay as well. I would say a lot of them would have gravitated towards Beach Road too. Mm. Um, Be surprised. I think there's a lot of love for sheep. Mm. It's it's a weird, it's a funny relationship you go through with the sheep. I think because when you're 18, 19, it's obviously your go-to spot. You go there on the Wednesdays. You love it. You then think you're too cool for the Wednesday, so you get off the sheep. But then you come full circle, you get a full-time job and you're back there every Friday, Saturday and you love it all of a sudden. So mm. it's a weird, it's a really weird cycle. Um, but I think in my head, I've, I've probably overestimated the downside of the cycle. Really, most people just love the venue and they've got a, mm. a long-standing memory and attachment to it that's overwhelm, overwhelmingly positive. The, the, negative thing about, the negative thing about this though going forward is that Sheep's going to now play Ivy. And I think Beach Road would have fared a lot better against Ivy than Chief will, just because of that local vote. And I think a lot of the people that voted Chief in this one are now going to switch to Ivy. And I think it's going to be an absolute blowout in this final. I think Chief's going to get... I think Beach Road would have held their own, but I think Chief's going to get get smashed. Completely agree. Because people will compare Chief Wednesday to Ivy Thursday, which is the incorrect comparison. Yeah. But yeah, no, and you're right. And the, and the odds reflect that where... Whereas Beatro pre pre that was seven dollars, um, I think it's now yeah Sheaf is still out at eleven dollars to win, um, even though they got past Beach Road. So, and I think that's yeah it's reflecting that TAB do not back the Sheaf to get past Ivy. Whereas if it was Beach Road up against Ivy, yeah they they do stand more chance. I completely agree. So it does yeah in my opinion yeah it does make it a more lopsided. But you never know. Who knows? Maybe maybe the East will rally behind. Ivy, but I, I I do tend to tend to agree with you that the Ivy's well we'll actually get to the Ivy, but Jesus, they wiped the floor with cargo as well, which wasn't it wasn't a surprise. Three thousand seven hundred and six votes to one thousand four hundred thirty two, as expected, right? I'm actually surprised cargo got that many. Yeah. Like they covered the line comfortably there. I think there were a thousand votes was the line, so they covered it comfortably. Good on them. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, it is. No, they, they 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 held their own. I mean, yeah, it's interesting thinking about who those fourteen hundred people are because you'd think mm. they're such a like for like venue that mm. if you go into Cargo, you've been to Ivy before, or go to I or go to Ivy. But I I do I do still think there is that that tone of you know I think Ivy Thursdays is really carrying 
a lot of these votes because this mm. their Friday Saturday event. Um, yes, particularly the Friday. I don't think many people going to the Friday live year are taking a taking a vote in this. And then you know they've got lost Sundays as well. But I guess cargo mm. probably hasn't covered on the Friday Saturday event being more broad appeal. So. I assume mm. that's where those voters are. People that don't go to Ivy Thursdays, people that don't go out on a Sunday and are voting for their favorite um, Friday, Saturday venue. Yeah, good call. It's also it's a funny old tournament for cargo because they got dusted by Bungalow. I think we talked about this, probably in an unfair matchup. Then they come mm. up against Ivy and actually hold their own. So it's hard. It's Yeah, it's hard to know how far cargo would have gone if they came up against yeah. some different came up against a different opposition. Yeah, or, or we're on the other side of the pool, really. I mean, this yeah. this side of the pool has got some some pretty big names, and I think the other side is a little bit a little bit more random. Um, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. And then Cliffside Crowey, yeah, which yeah, as expected, Cliffside won two thousand four hundred sixty one votes. Uh, Crowey one thousand seven hundred eighty seven. Not far behind. Yeah, but I'm I, I'm actually a little bit disappointed. I thought Crowley would do a bit better, to be honest. Um, and I was secretly cheering for them because they're just that under. What is Crowley? It just it's just the most basic thing you can imagine. It's just open super late, yeah. and it's just such a role player in Sydney in terms of the pit stop to the north. Like there's just something so charming about Crowley. So I was hoping it'd be a bit tighter, but in the end, cliff dive reputation precedes itself they've they've been really strong this tournament um which i'm i'm surprised by just because i thought it was a bit of a smaller brand just because by nature they can only fit like 300 people which is similar to goros and soda but they just wipe the floor with those two yeah so yeah they've they're going to be a threat i think um in future years especially maybe this year it's a bit too blue but i, I think they're they're a threat going forward if they if they add a few few little things like they ramp up that monkey hat have a few little gimmicks so some big events i, I reckon they can go really deep in future years. i think i think it's a, a midweek offering yeah i think they can start doing a few midweek offerings um and pull some of that younger market on a wednesday or a thursday um yeah i think they go pretty far because yeah. sheep at the sheep at the moment is 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 dusting them. Yes. Yeah. And there's, they're not going to be able to claw back those votes, unfortunately. And this this last one, this is actually the second most interesting result behind the Sheaf Beach Road one. Hotel Bondi have got it done against the best in the inner west. Two thousand three hundred thirty-two votes plays two thousand eighty-one. Not by much, but comfortably enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which. I was happy about because I, I feel like Hobo is the only one that can can knock off Ivy and yeah, Ivy's obviously just trou- trouncing them at the moment, um, which is a shame because it just would have been comical to see Ivy get knocked out by Hobo. Yeah. It would have been the talking point of the tournament. Uh, but yeah, I I I I didn't think I I thought Vic on the Park was going to clearly beat them, but you I think you were backing in Hobo, right? Well, I thought they deserved to be favourites, but yeah, it was very controversial. When CAB released them at seventy five as favourites, there was up uproar. Um, but I didn't mind it. I, I got where they were coming from, just because they had, a, a, even though it was against Rudy Hills and <laughs> Strawberry Hills, they had, they had a really good showing. Um, and yeah, I thought Vic on the Park, I think just by, if Vic on the Park was in Newtown, I reckon it would be probably third or fourth favourite. But I think Maracle yeah. was just that, one degree too far or just kind of bit niche 
and only only that real pocket in the more deep in a I say deep in a west. It's literally only a suburb from Newtown, but that's all it, it seemingly is all it takes for it just to be that just too far deep for people to get to it. So I think it's clearly saying a lot of people haven't been there. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering because with respect to Hobo, gee, it should not be beating Vic on the park. <laughs> it is no. not. It is nowhere near as good as Vic on the park. Vic on, and that's no disrespect to Hobo, just because Vic on the park basketball court, massive outdoor garden, the bands inside. It's a, it's a behemoth. It's the best thing in the West. Yeah, it's probably the only time where we've seen the Eastern voters or you know our our core starting in in the Eastern suburbs actually play a role in the votes. Yeah, because um, up to this point, it it hasn't really seemed like it's had any impact at all. But yeah. this is probably one. It, yeah, it just it just shows how how polarizing different suburbs are in Sydney. It's it's a shame that more people haven't been there before. Yeah, but no, good good on little hobo um, for getting it done. I think you you surprise a lot of people, and good to see in the quarters. And at least there's um, some Bondi representation, so they they held on to the the home ground advantage. <laughs> um, and yeah, talk, talking about these quarters, which are live, and yeah, as we record, the results are seemingly inevitable at yep. this point. Uh, what what have we got here? First one up, Pav Wharf, Pav wiping the floor, which isn't. Well, this is interesting. Now we're not looking at the market; we're just looking at live results. But for all what we just said about Wharf and the strength, Jesus Christ, they're not they're not not a hope of getting to Pav, which again just continues the strength for Pav is remarkable. Yeah. And, and I guess this is I think this as well is evidence of once the East is all knocked off and they're competing with that north, the East just is trouncing. So well it's it, it is interesting though, because you know Wharf um Wharf knocked off, I guess they had a bit of an easy run, like Universal isn't a great comparison venue. It would have been interesting to see Wharf play someone like Sheaf or yeah. or Beach Road to see how they fared against maybe a slightly weaker um, Eastern Suburbs venue. But mm. yeah, like, I mean, they got so many, like, you know, 2,400 votes um, yeah. against Universal. And you'd think, what? why would those voters move to PAV? It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, maybe that's what we're underestimating that Wharf Universal battle. Is there are people who've been in the East or wherever, and they've actually been to Wharf and they yeah. acknowledge really like it's a great it. venue, and it, it is when they yeah come up against when it's like for like venues just in different areas. Well, the area is what matters, not yeah. the venue. So yeah, venue type versus areas, interesting. But yeah, so see, to be fair though, good tournament for Wharf overall. But um, yeah, they're they're going to get knocked out comfortably here, which. I hope it doesn't impact their legacy. I, I don't think it will. I, I think they've they've really made their mark up there in Manly, number one venue mm. in Manly now, which mm. you know it's the stain for years. I mean, you didn't need a, mm. a competition to think otherwise that the stain was the the top, the marquee venue of the north. But it's definitely shifted in yep. the Wharf's favour. No, well put. Legacy overall positive. And then Bungalow. Now, this is an interesting one because I think, again, this is probably another example of on the surface, I would I would say Marley's the better venue. But they're getting done, touched up right now by Bungalow. And Bungalow, again, just, I don't know if it's the matchups, but what a tournament. Oh, they're cleaning up. But it does, to be fair, and I said it earlier, it, the year, they've had an incredible year, um, consistently mm. pumping Friday, Saturday nights. 
yeah. there is people from the east that are happy to head out to Bungalow because it is mm. you do get a bit of a a similar vibe to the Sheaf and Beach Road and some of those venues at Bungalow and um and we get a lot of young people going to Bungalow as well so they've got this just mm. massive broad appeal mm. and yeah again Marley's just probably a little bit too isolated which which hurts which, me to think yeah it does hurt. I, there clearly just isn't enough out there in that area to, to get them home. No. Which is a pity. But it, this, yeah, it's a, it's a really strong tournament for Bungalow. Um, I guess that probably lends itself to, with Kujipav going to beat Wharf, it, in all likelihood, Bungalow the same against Mali, uh, betting suspended in, in those markets. Um, but yeah, Bungalow was only paying, was paying $1.75. So, so Mali were... And I think uh, people really like the Mali as well. Mali, the win, we're paying 50 bucks. So it's, yeah, interesting Bungalow win so firmly. But Pav playing Bungalow as a semi-final preview, despite Bungalow's strength, do they actually stand any chance against Pav? No. Nah. Pav's just way too strong. And, I, yeah, it's it's going to be a Pav Ivy final. I think uh, the voters that are voting for Bungalow against Mali now, a lot of like nearly all of them will shift to Pav. Yeah, and yet we're alluding to what you're alluding to there is Sheaf uh, playing cliff dive and Sheaf winning comfortably, which again similar to Wharf. It's you know, cliff dive had a great tournament up to this point, really strong, but I think it's just more evidence of that massive East contingent, especially if you're 25 or older. I don't think you you don't gravitate to Cliff here. You, if you're 25 or older, you go on Sheaf every day of the week just because it's, it's not just a nightclub. So it's, I guess, the blessing and the curse of being a niche. You get a lot of love as being being a niche, but in terms of getting broad votes, uh, yeah, it was never really in doubt. Sheaf were pretty short. Dollar 18 still not too bad, though. If you take all, if you're on all the favorites as a multi here, it's not, it's actually decent. <laughs> It's not great, don't get me wrong, but it's not terrible. I think you get up to about two dollars forty if you just backed all the favourites. It's pretty <laughs> pretty good. And then yeah, Ivy dusting Hobo, which is yeah, a real pity. Um, but it, again, this this is where it's just so interesting, isn't it? Because we talk about you know Pav Sheaf, oh, evidence of this big East contingent just rallying behind. But then you get little poor little Hobo. Oh. <laughs> That's I completely agree. It would have been so much more interesting to have Beach Road Ivy, a, a beast in Bondi playing the beast in Sydney, really. Um, would have made for such a more interesting matchup. But not to be. Poor little Hobo. No one getting around the meme. Uh, which will leave, yeah, Sheaf and Ivy. I agree with you. I don't I think people are gonna compare unfairly Sheaf Wednesdays, Ivy Thursdays. I could tell, though, a very, I think a very convincing story of why Sheaf is the better venue. And it goes back to what you've talked about in the past, which is Ivy really is coattailing off their Thursday nights, and that's all they got. Whereas Sheaf's Monday to Sunday, it's a local venue. You've got a life cycle of 18 to you know, 70, really, where you can spend and love the venue. So I think Sheaf should be closer, but uh, yeah, I, they won't be because I don't think people will vote with that story in mind. I think they'll vote with the, the Wednesdays in mind and the Ivy Thursdays in mind. Yeah, I think Hotel Bondi here is foreshadowing what's going to happen to the Sheaf. Unfortunately, they'll get more they'll get more votes than Hotel Bondi, but a lot of the votes that would have gone to the Sheaf against Beach Road where people are probably voting for their, their midweek night and having broad appeal across Sydney, um, 
we're going to move to Ivy. But I'd love to be surprised. Same. But yeah, I think markets aren't open yet, but I think Ivy will open up very short as with Pav. I think I can't see them being above a dollar twenty here. They're just they've just been too strong. Could you Pav and Ivy? Which then will can we tell can we really go this far? I think we oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm hoping for a boil over. But assuming there's no boil overs, it will leave Coogee Pavilion playing off against Ivy, two Maryvale venues. What do you make of that matchup? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um I think, you know, when you sit back and, and look at those two venues next to each other, it's probably one of the, the harder decisions to make because you're not comparing like for like venues. You're comparing mm. two completely different offerings. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's going to come down what, to, to depend what you value more. Do you value sitting out on a balcony by the beach, sipping on a nice cold stone and wood, or do you value being in a, in a super club and mm. uh, moshed around thousands of people? I know what I prefer, but um It'll be interesting to see what the what the voters what the voters say. I I reckon could you have I'm 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 going to be backing them because I they won't come out as favourites. Um, I I think they could get it done. I agree. I'm I'm going to be on. I'm going to put some on Pab if they're if the market opens as I expect it will, which it right now has Ivy priced at dollar sixty five to win. Cookie Pab 270. It might even be worth getting on Cookie Pab right now. Oh, yeah. the market suspended. Because uh, of the dust <laughs> But no, yeah. I, I, and to be fair, I think those odds pre-quarters basically are pricing in those favorites. So Ivy will only come in slightly um, in a head-to-head as will Pab. So based on the current, the pricing pre-quarters, yeah, Pav will, Pav will be about 250. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it a lot. A lot. So why? So do I, and I think there'll be enough. I think there'll be enough support for them, just mm. because of their their broad appeal. And I think it'll, it'll be. I think it'll be. You know, there'll there'll be. If there won't be too many people umming, umming and ahhing about the vote. There'll be people going, "Oh, mm. this is easy for me. I don't go to fucking Ivy anymore. Mm. I, I don't like Ivy. I'm going to vote for Pav." Whereas the younger voters will be like, "Motherfuck, I'm not going to vote for Pav. I can go to yeah. Ivy Thursdays every second week. So yeah. I'm going to vote for Ivy." So. Yeah, there, there won't be many people sitting there going, mm, well, who do I vote for? Mm. Be, people will look at it and go, bang. And I, 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 yeah, I think Pav, should, Pav will come on top. Which, yeah, but this again goes against the grain of the markets, which will have Ivy as, yeah, the, the favourite. Not, comfort, not comfortably, but a, a considerable favourite. Well, yeah. They've had an easy run. Mate. They've had, they haven't really come up mm. against a challenge yet. Yeah. You know they they played um you know they played cargo very like for like venues now they've played hotel Pondi. like they haven't mm. actually seen a come up against a venue that is different to what they offer and and strong um, yeah and you know the sheaf will show a little bit of that but I don't even think the sheep's a fair comparison um mm. so no it'll be, it'll be good it'll be it'll be a good battle yeah I'm looking forward to it. And fingers crossed, um, fingers crossed, Pab, Pab get home. Yeah. In my opinion, which, yeah, is completely biased. I, I really like the Pab. <laughs> um, but this year, when's, our, when's the next market update? We'll do one more post semis and pre final. And we, our first thoughts are it's going to be confirming much of what we've discussed now. So it'll be probably short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, TAB, for putting it on. Thanks, TAB. Make sure uh, Pav's the $2.50 for me so I can cash in, <laughs> make back some of my losses on Universal. <laughs> <laughs>